Well, hello everybody and welcome to, to Morning Friends with Rotten. This is an ambulance. That is Friends not a garbage ambulance. Oh, Wait, again? Yeah, and welcome to Morning Friends with Rotten. Uh, R-O-T and Rotten. The IV's ready. We're going to drink it. The ready. What are you doing? Where do I drink it? Oh, get going. Don't touch me. Give me your name. Mama died in the snow out there in the wood. We ain't never seen her again. She went out for milk. I can't feel if I shit myself or not. It's so cold here, all freezing to death. There's oh a my polar God. bear! That is a damn ridiculous ass polar bear. That polar bear's got hey, the damn Tourette's. How are we ever gonna get out of here? No, oh, they've been here for nary on 20, 20 days. And it's it smells, it smells bikes. grim shit because it's frozen. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Run! I'm done, I'm done. Oh, it's crazy time with the writings. <laughs> How are y'all doing today? We're all crazy today. We're what do we do? That's right. We're, su we're sugared up in our bones. Uh, we got diabetes. Diabetes, <laughs> sugar chaos. We're gonna lose at least two feet today. Fuck. And five it's, toes. They so sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. about as sweet as damn sour yeah. dick. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Go to hell. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> City of Chaos, a year ago placed under siege by the pathetic Commander Chaos. He feeds on souls, such willing victims and yet such wasted potential. <laughs> oh, I'm Lucian, your new lord. We won't waste your willingness on just a worthless soul, how barbaric. Instead, we will bleed this city dry. City of Chaos, located in East of Boga, Alabama, opens every Friday and Saturday starting September 23rd. From 7 p.m. to midnight, we offer three spooky attractions, the Haunted City of Chaos and Tunnel 109, the ever-so-creepy Shooting Gallery, and the Chaos Convoy. Come have the experience of a lifetime at City of Chaos. everybody and welcome to morning friends with a rotten we hope you are having a great morning this morning uh today we have a very special guest he is one of us one of us it is raz a t slasher yes we have the amazing author and haunter welcome raz welcome in the words of the man himself hey <laughs> <laughs> so how are you raz i'm glad you're here i am exhausted because we opened our haunt this past weekend and holy shit man 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I can't believe y'all opened this weekend. There are not that many down here that opened that early. We got to go to one, but there's like maybe five altogether. I'd say realistically about an eighth of all Ohio haunts open either on the very last weekend of August or the first weekend of September because the market is just nuts here. It is because we, we get to do this for two full months and sometimes we'll even be like, oh, you know what, let's let's add another weekend or two on or we open for Christmas and Valentine's Day you know, and all that extra stuff. too. Oh, man, I get it. So many things keep getting tossed around in our haunt too, like all these ideas of things we need to do. And it's like, oh, God, OK, let's do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's nuts, dude. But the good week, the good reason to open like the, the in the very beginning, most reviewers won't even start coming through haunts until close to mid-September. So you kind of get like that working dress rehearsal for the first two weekends to kind of test everything out, make sure everything's going as it's supposed to, give some more tips to your actors and that, that sort of stuff. So, I mean, nice. it's helpful for us that way. Nice. Yeah, and yes. I, I can definitely see that as a pro. The problem with most of the haunts here is if they opened at the beginning of September, they would run with a fucking skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we went through a lot of problems, but that's also the good thing that we're only open only on Friday and Saturday. It makes it a little bit easier, except for like most small towns, local football is huge and local football yep. nights are Friday nights. So yep. yeah, we get that too. We get a lot of kids that will we do Saturdays, a lot of us adults, you know, we work both days or we get our customers that they won't come in until late Friday after the games or then Sundays are, or Saturdays are day that we're just swamped. Fridays are primarily our low days on our our Friday Saturday haunts for sure yep. around here because yep. football is massive here. Wait, yep. Oh yeah, man, it's it's crazy, and you can always tell them they're at the game too because they'll come in the jerseys and like you'll just yeah. run through the door like like right like an hour before we close. We sell tickets until midnight, so that means you can buy it at eleven fifty nine, and if we get a line, we just got to run them through. Damn. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah, the the haunt people here would definitely be like, "Oh, we're taking that money. You better." Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. We want the money. We need your money. <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little bit about the haunt that you guys work at, and what the name of it is, where it's located at, and what you got going on out there. All right. Well, Hell's Dungeon is conveniently located in Dayton, Ohio, in the East Town Shopping Center. You can find us at survivehellsdungeon.com. We're uh, it's kind of hard to classify our haunt because we're not like a super like in your face like touch haunt, but we're not quite the family friendly haunt. We're somewhere in the middle, and I think there's a lot of things that we do that that's quite different than other people. You won't find really many strobe lights at all, for example, in our haunt, which is is not normal, especially for an Ohio haunt or most haunts really. But we do do a lot of like strange lighting effects to kind of make you feel off center a lot. We just find a lot of interesting ways to use the music and the sound to create sort of a unique environment on top of the acting. And then you've got all your layers of props and animatronics. And we put a lot of extra effort into giving like, this year was like a month and a half, almost two months worth of training for the actors. It seems like just to get them used to their spaces, how to work in their rooms with the lighting, with with their props. And we've kind of turned some animatronics almost into actors because the way other actors interact with them. And we have one actor who's amazing who pretends to be an animatronic. So that also that really messes with people, man. I love Does that. that actor have a pay? I saw somebody pop up that was like animatronic Andy or something like that recently. And I'm wondering if that's like, that would be, that's such a cool idea for a character mm-hmm. online. Somebody who's like, oh, I'm an animatronic. 
I love it. I'm really proud of this kid personally because he lives with me and him and I have worked on this character for a while and his name is Props the Clown because he looks and dresses like like an old like clown animatronic from like the 50s or 60s right down to like the red suit and vest, the gloves and I mean he looks like this classic clown and his uh his scene partner pretends to sell him like he's an actual prop and they'll have him walk up like hey bop it on the nose if you if, you know if you think it's real you can just bop it in the nose and the second they do he stops his animatronic movement and just Let's lose this laugh, and I'm telling you, somebody lost their bladder already. That is fucking odd. That's actually a really genius idea to have as a stable character. That's badass. Yeah, he's a permanent. He's a permanent character this year. Now, this year, he uh, had he had a tough go last year, and this year he's coming back, and he's just he's taking it to another level. And the whole props the clown thing. It's funny because his last name is Props, and uh, one of my fellow acting managers gave him the name Props the Clown without knowing what his last name was. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My partner, uh, one of my partners, he's like, he's a career clown. He's been doing this for almost forty years. Robbie, he's 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 one of the best clowns I've ever seen in my life. And for him to take another clown like under his wing and like he gave the boy his own mask, he helped him. He just helps him every step of the way, but building his props for him, and it's it's an amazing experience where you see that torch like just straight being passed. Yeah, wow. that's fucking awesome, dude. And you cannot get better like. uh what do you call it mentorship yes been yeah. from somebody who has literally been in the biz mm-hmm. for that long like they have to know what they're doing i fully support and love when haunt actors take the new ones under their wing and help them out show them ropes guide them protect them you know watch over them things like that like that it's really important to do big time uh we got, i got a new section the whole front section of the circus is now all mine it's just the freak show now i play this asshole named jb rotten that just wants your money he doesn't give a fuck about you but um, the people that take JB Rotten, that sounds like us. <laughs> exactly. But uh, he he does not care. But I specifically only took people that had never really done any haunt acting whatsoever. So all the people, they're all brand new to this. And literally, uh, Friday night was our family and friends night. And by the end of the night, there's man, I got I got to give props to Sam Cameron and Jessica because by the end of the night, we were all in stuff. We'd finally finished all of our background, like all of our, you know, like. The history of our characters how we met what was going on what our freak show was about we were finishing that up while we were open and by the end of the night like everybody was just someone dropped the line the other person was right there picking him up picking it up off the floor and covering like we were just everywhere and it's it's so insane to see that where you see these people that are hungry to learn that maybe don't think they're the kind of people that could be actors because sam when he showed up he was just there with his friend he didn't think he could be an actor and this kid is just he was insulting people right along with me by the end of the night and it blew me away i love that that is amazing like good teamwork there yeah All that, for that, it. that's important to us you know like we we know you, you have to know when you're in a hot that the room before you and the room after you you gotta know your cues your vocal cues your action your action cues is there a prop there if you gotta go to the bathroom both sides need to know so they can cover you absolutely and that's, zoning is a huge thing for for our management group like specifically for the the acting management where we have charts, we know we can put people if someone's sick. Like we work with everyone. We train some people on multiple spots. We have floaters for each section on top of the permanent characters. Like we try and layer everything to make it as easy as possible on every actor so they can just get the experience and just learn and have fun. Well, yes, because teamwork and communication is key when it comes to haunting and like the entire thing. It's supposed to work and flow together. And when that's happening, it's fucking beautiful. And uh, also you're talking about building characters. I'd like to uh, just like give you props because you uh, gave us this sheet about uh, 
building a character and man it was it's fucking phenomenal like you you can't go wrong with it it's it's dead spot on you were it was immaculate i appreciate that dude like that was a lot of fun to build because i used something very serious like very similar as a writer except for mine is like 10 full pages with no blank spaces on the back and uh, i designed it after like what i would consider would be like an extended human version of a character sheet for like dungeons and dragons nice i kind of built it like that and then for writing and then sat down and thought wait a minute i can use this for the improv classes and for character development and i think a lot of people either know D or they understand a character sheet or they like to answer silly questions that just without realizing it helps them learn something about their character and i kind of put that all together and just my, my, honestly you guys over there and uh us doing it here that was the test to see how that went uh, nice oh, well yeah. i mean i'll tell you right now dude you've helped out a lot of people with those those lists because People don't even put that amount of thought into it. And when you're able to put something in front of them and go, hey, here's a layer that you're probably not paying attention to that would make your job so much easier. It yeah. gives you that extra incentive to really think about things like that. It's, it's important to have that in front of you, too. Yeah, and I think it's rewarding for people because they realize they're a lot more creative than they thought they were, and that just gets them excited. And that's something, if anybody ever wants that, dude, that's just something I made to just because I wanted people to be able to have something like that. Cause I didn't have anything like that when I was going to the hunt world. And there were, weren't a lot of people that were available to teach you the ropes back in the nineties. It was like the people that had been doing it like the seventies and eighties. And then all those people fell off and the nineties really hit a new generation for haunters like everywhere. So yeah. we were like reassessing what the world was like doing haunting. And that was like 1994 that I started doing that. And we had to reinvent a lot of things. And I just, and it, you can easily look at commercials from the 90s and see that change in all attitudes, like just across the board, because yeah. commercialism went through like some sort of a strange genesis where everything was suddenly extreme. Exactly. I mean, and there's this one famous commercial and it's, it's a parody. It's a horror commercial where it's supposed to be about <laughs> – I don't really know what it's about. Half the time it's about like some energy drink and then it's like some kind of like pig, pig skin food and somehow yeah. it's, it's teleport and they fuse together and create this giant monster it looks like guar. That's, that's actually a part from if i'm not mistaken the abcs of death see i thought that was the case but i hadn't seen that in forever and i found it again the other day on youtube and i was showing uh my boy and uh, my daughter you know just kind of showing it to them a while a while back and they went nuts and that led to me showing them like finding a 90s playlist of how ridiculous the commercials were and after they saw them all they were like oh oh this 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 skit makes a lot more sense now yeah there are so many things that we use when we make skits where we're, i'll just go back and watch compilations of commercials from the 50s 60s 70s 80s and 90s yeah and just be like these are so fucking ridiculous oh yeah like <laughs> I, I one of my favorites it was kind of late 80s but into the 90s was the upright citizens brigade oh i and, love i love them and I know I did that uh, that one thing with you guys uh, that skit we did about the what was it the addiction to paranormal yeah. games and it was I, I just thought about like they did some stuff like that for that character little Timmy that had the uh, very large uh, penis and yeah he wasn't yeah. aware of it so I tried to take like that seriousness with this ridiculous situation I'm honestly that that's just how I, I that's how I am when I do shit like that I think my favorite thing that UCB did was when they were doing the uh, Jesus and Satan like fighting on stage and they had the exploding hearts yes. and they would be like out in public and they would be yelling at each other and then their hearts would just blow out of their chest oh yeah I can't remember if this one was Kids in the Hall or The State 
but it was this skit where there was this guy named Walter who would always walk around and go, I'll dip my balls in it. But then they did oh, a version. Yeah, that, of- was, that was the state. That was. Okay. Um, That's what I was thinking. Oh, God. What's his name? Uh, he's got a name. Sounds like a football player, but he's been yeah. a bunch of stuff. But there, yeah, Madden, I think his last name was. But he that shit was hilarious. The and then they, did, was- they did it at the Last Supper and they're like, hey, come on. Uh, come on, Jesus. Walter's going to go dip his balls into things in the town square, and Jesus is just done with it. Like, he, Yeah, he's like, like yeah, go fucking hang out with the bald guy. I don't care. <laughs> I love all that shit, man. That's, that, I grew up on Saturday Night Live and uh, SCTV from, like, when I was growing up. And yeah, I, honestly, laughing too. Laughing. Um, laughing, turkey television from yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Can't forget about Minnie Pearl either, man. Oh, hell no. And even, even Hee Haw, man, from back Hee-haw, in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that that shit was amazing. So let me ask you about uh, speculative. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Hold on, I had this pulled up because I, I like this terminology. Speculative horror. What yes, I, I want to know about speculative fiction. Explain to me speculative fiction. So speculative fiction is a general term. It encompasses a lot of aspects of horror, fantasy, sci-fi. Uh, and there's also sort of a bleed into the co- contemporary counterparts of that. When you think speculative fiction, you think of a story that is drawing you in. That's not just it's not just you're reading something. It's you're reading something where someone is engaging you personally and telling you a story. And a great example of that are uh, creepypastas and the No Sleep subreddit. Those those are big things because I know in this the the uh, No Sleep subreddit that I do some stuff for here and there. Um, there's rules we have to follow, like. If I tell a story, it's got to be believable. So I can't say, oh, the world ended yesterday and I just had a taco because, I mean, that that's not – you can look out your window and see the world has not just ended. So you have to, like, design these very, like, serious, like, honest concepts. And it could be uh, there's a monster under my bed, but I live in a small town with only a couple hundred people, so you're probably not going to hear about it. That yeah. Makes it, keeps it more realistic. And I, I have to – I always like stuff like the back rooms, which recently came out, and yeah. – um, the sun is gone, which was like a, a video creepy pasta. Yeah. So the backrooms have actually been around for more than a decade. It's just they were solidly, largely on Reddit for a long time until they just started kind of creeping out of Reddit. And nice. a lot of a lot of the biggest horror trends in the last decade, from like f- as low as like Andy and my le- below me, my level and Andy, and like even like the big professional people, like even Stephen King does uh, Reddit stuff. Like he he doesn't nice. ask me anything's on Reddit. But like Reddit has really shaped the uh, the writing world and mostly horror, but there's been a lot of influences with sci-fi and fantasy as well. And it's its its own unique environment, but all that stuff is based on, hey, I'm reading this thing on Facebook. I wonder if it's true or not. And it just plays on that with realistic yeah. situations, real stories, characters that are so well-developed, which is where that extended character sheet originally came from. Because if I'm writing a story, if I know everything there is to know about this, it's hard for me to get writer's block. because. Yeah. I know anything this character is going to do and say. So if I write a weird situation, I'll know this character so well that I can just, that's what happens. Yeah. And it kind of pushes you through it. Well, we're talking about writing. Why don't you give us a little bit about the books you've written and the stuff that you've done? The uh, the current official release is uh, still Silence is Crimson. Some people might recognize that as a previous book slash movie called The Mime. And it is a complete rewrite from the ground up of that project. The, the whole concept basically is there's a guy that's basically been treated like shit his entire life. The people that he cares about, he gives them everything. Like he's, they're everything to him. He'll sacrifice himself for it. The cool thing about him is he does a lot of community work and he does a lot of community work as a mime. 
that's one of the few things that he enjoys is just getting out there with, with his two closest friends and being silly for the night and just being a mime for the community. And everything comes to a head when a group of hecklers decide to make fun of him, which turns into a situation where a woman gets stabbed and he ends up getting beat to death and thrown in the sewer. While down there, he discovers a creature that's actually been beneath the sewer system in Riverside, Ohio for over 100 years, just waiting for an opportunity. And it forces itself into him against his will and then controls his actions. It's sort of a, it's definitely Lovecraftian and it's definitely, instead of, instead of comedy horror, I would say horror comedy because the hit is really on the horror and I use the comedy to lure you into that false sense of security to make you think, oh, this crazy, terrible thing happened, but I can breathe now. But I do that just to hit you with something 10 times harder immediately after. Nice. So there's a lot of panic. Well, thank you. But I am doing the sequel to that one now. It was supposed to come out this year, so is part three. But things got shifted around, so parts two and three will be out next year. And the uh, full audio drama, which is what we're going to do instead of an audio book for part one, starts recording over the winter this coming year. Nice, nice. And where can that be found at if they wanted to get a copy of that in hand? Uh, you can find anything I do at RazTSlasher.com. I post links to uh, my, my personal books. I'm in over a dozen anthologies. I got another one coming out here, I think, soon, a, a double edition with, with a lovely group of people over at Fake Or Publishing. And I list all of those as well. And I also offer a lot of free stories that I just sort of write and either put up on Reddit and then I'll copy it over to my website just because not a lot of people know how to use Reddit these days. So I figured if there was an easier spot for them to check out, I got it there in blog form. And I sometimes keep up with like a daily writing life and like why I write certain things sort of blog, but I'm a little behind on that part. Yeah. Yeah. That's us on posting on every social media, just in the the sheer hope that one person missed it because they don't have this, 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 or that. It's a pain in the ass, a total pain in the ass. So tell me about the Owl Light Society. Yes. I want to know about that. What is that? So the Owl Light Society is this creepy little thing I'm working on that I might hopefully come to fruition in the very near future that's based on telling stories to people. And that might sound like a simple thing, but, but the truth is people have forgotten how to talk to each other. And it started before COVID and then it kind of expanded in a really dangerous way because so many people, yeah, they might interact online, but they forgot what human connections were. And the Allied Society is, is about getting, getting people together, even if it's virtually by, by webcam or what have you, but just telling stories again. Primarily, I'm leaning more towards traditional campfire stories and horror, but there's a lot of room in there for just personal connections and personal stories about the life you had when you grew up or your childhood. But it, it's really important to me that people start reconnecting, and I thought doing it under the guise of horror and campfire tales would be the best way to get people to talk, talking to each other again. Hell yeah. Can, can I make a general observation with a question to follow? Sure. I, sounds like you've lost a lot of faith in humanity, Raz. I have almost none in humanity, if I'm being completely honest with you. But I, I, I think it's, I think, uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of that is the way I grew up in the life I've led. But I've been in the entertainment industry for, God, over two decades. And I, actually, shit, longer than that, if you count the haunts and a lot of the early stuff I did. But for decades now, I've done haunting. I toured with a band as the front man. I've been in film. I've been a wrestler. I've been a lot of things. And I feel like I've seen a lot of the world and the people in it. And while I do believe there are a lot of great people out there, the general attitude of the public and just the world and the way it is today, it's it's not really a great place. But that and gives me you know the what? 
A lot of people reflect your sentiment. I hear it every day. And I get to the notion of fear that speaking Freddy Krueger into existence makes him exist. A tulpa. Yeah, man. So like the way I look at it is I'm seeing this. I don't like it, but I can either sit here and complain about it and woe is me. The world sucks now. Or I can do something like the Allied Society and I can get in there and I can find ways and other people that are also interested and I can make the change. I can get people talking again and confronting things they might not have confronted before, be it their fears or something about themselves or whatever it is, but I can do it while we entertain them. And that makes the medicine go down a lot smoother. Yeah. I like that way of thinking. Yeah. Be the change you want to see, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah, exactly. Um, so I was wondering, you said you were, it says on here that you were inspired by Poe and uh, King and Lovecraft and also your mom. Is there any other inspirations that you have today? Um, uh, Clyde Barker is definitely on that list big time. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Yes. I, I honestly think the, the most inspiring thing my entire life that I probably need to uh, update that bio and put on there was my grandma that passed last year. She's the reason why I'm a storyteller. She, man, we grew up with her telling stories about everything. And probably the greatest thing she ever did, I was four years old, and we were camping, and she sat by the fire all day, cutting shapes out of newspaper, and you'd ask her what it was for, and she'd say, oh, don't worry about it, you'll find out. And then that night, and it was my first, like, big camping trip with my family, because I was finally old enough to go, and we're all laying down in the tent, and she wants to tell us one of her funny or creepier weird stories, and it's a story about how these kids uh, and their family were murdered in a tent on this very campground 10 years ago. And it's the anniversary of that night. And just like that night, it was a windy evening. Like, and she like, she like made the sound of the wind and everything. She was really into storytelling. And And she said, and tonight is the night when you usually see their ghosts floating above the tent. And she signed the flashlight up. She had taken and was cutting out, outlines of bodies and was sticking them on top of the tent when we weren't paying attention and that's what she shined her flashlight on above us we oh, and ran out of that tent and, and we're too terrified to go back in the tent for like an hour and ever since that day at four years old i knew that that's what i wanted to do like telling stories was that was me and that's that was my life and it has been literally ever since well your grandmother sounds like she was an amazing woman she totally was man i love it so um on the idea of where all people can find you at, would you like to drop uh, as many of your socials as you can throw out? But man, I'll tell you, I have almost none. It's literally, you can find me at Rasty Slasher on Facebook. You can find me at RastySlasher.com. Or, man, I haven't used that name in a while. Oh, my Reddit name is It Sees You. Nice. And, and of course, uh, you know, I hang out with you guys there, Rotten, Psycho Bunny, Death Cult. That, that's, that's, that's what I do when I'm literally not at the hunt <laughs> and i i've seen you on a lot of the uh, psycho bunny death cult uh lives and I, I love the shit out of them and they have such a great production value they do such amazing stories and serial killer knowledge and they're just they're a fucking badass group of people it's definitely a lot of fun man like i was just showing up to do just an interview i was on my interview circuit for the year doing book stuff and haunt stuff i'm there the one of the people that you know had interested and got a hold of me and it went from me being on a show with them until like literally the next day getting a message going, uh, yeah, well, you clicked with us really well and we have an opening and we were wondering if we could just randomly pull you in when you were free. And I'm like, yeah. And I've just sort of been doing that with them for a while. And now I'm, I'm kind of a regular now on a, you can't sit with us, which is a serial killer thing. And I do some 
roots lead red stuff with them and then i just support whatever lives they're doing at the time but it, it's it's been a lot of fun for me to just get out of myself for a while and not worry about the drama in, in life and yeah just get on a microphone and a webcam and just bullshit that's fucking yes. awesome love it yeah we uh we avoid drama like the plague we just pretend yes. like it doesn't exist yeah we are not involved in any of that and we just distance ourselves from it and don't even worry about it i try because so hard to be you guys know me i try so hard to be and most of the time i'm successful so when i do see it i just let it be known that i see it and then i that that's all i gotta do i see it and then that that's where i'm at and i walk away and uh, that's the best way to be because I promise you all things, you know, you've been in the haunt community for so long. There are people in the haunt community that thrive off of that garbage. Yep. And those are the people you see for a couple of years and then they just flame out and you never hear about them again. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. But okay. So uh, on, you've dropped your socials, you've dropped yep. that you're on Psycho Bunny Death Cult. Is there anything else you'd like to plug in the ways of getting your, like, if you have merch or anywhere else they can find anything else that you do? Yeah, my like man. your stories, anything that you sell? Do you have anywhere that they can buy it or, you know, download it? See, I got really smart about all that and I put every single bit of that, every link that could possibly exist, all on RazTSlasher.com. Because okay. I've, had, I've had a lot of stories uh, narrated professionally by like, you know, YouTubers. I've done a number of things with, um, had a couple big podcasts, man, a couple really big ones. And I've actually gotten permission to grab the links and those are all free to listen to. So there's a whole section just for audio, for interviews. Like I literally have treated my website like an actual resume for my life. Nice. Just to make it easier for people to say, oh, well, I don't have all the, the social, I'm not on here. But you know what you can do? You can type in RastySlasher.com, and that solves all your problems. Hell yeah. Yes. Well, that's actually really, really smart. It is. It's less work I got to do, and people can't make the excuse of, I can't find you. Right. <laughs> and it's literally the name. So all you got to do is the name and .com, motherfucker. Yep. 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 And that will hopefully be my legal name as of next year as well, so it'll be even easier. Oh, yes. That's awesome. Oh, that makes me happy. I love it. Well, dude, uh, unless you want to throw anything else out there, man, we'll go go ahead and wrap. If you got anything else you want to say to the audience. If I had to say anything, I would say, like, if you're looking to be a writer, the best thing you can do is be a reader. Be a good reader. It's hard to do. I've got dyslexia that's pretty bad, and I've trained myself where I can read a Stephen King book, like, full on in about five or six days. There's a lot of work to it. Become a good reader. Don't ever stop writing once you start. And also develop a thick skin because you're going to hear no. Even as an actor, even as a Han actor, all these things you want to do in entertainment, you're going to hear no a thousand times. But you do that that thousand times because that one time you hear yes is that one moment in your life that you'll remember forever. And trust me, oh, yeah. it is worth it. Great advice. Well, man, it has been a fucking honor and a pleasure. I'm glad we finally got you on one of these fucking podcasts. Yes. And that yeah, it wasn't about it. just pure chaos and <laughs> screaming the whole time. I did my best. Hey, I was good. I God, what? the smoky and blinky episode we just it had. Was, <laughs> yeah. Was fucking insane. Like one guy's on the phone. Uh, it was chaos. It yeah, was chaos. Pure chaos. And I loved it. And I love this too. It's <laughs> all good. Everything is different. And I love it. They've gotten used to here, like when they when they know that I'm going to record, that everybody generally stays fairly quiet because I do it a lot, a lot, a lot. So they've kind of gotten used to it. I need to get a light <laughs> that just says on air and comes on so I don't even have to communicate it. 
Right? <laughs> Do just put a box around you like you're in a like a radio network. <laughs> I kind of want to because my office is literally in the bedroom. So. <laughs> Well, Raz, it's an honor to have you on the podcast. It is honored to call you a rotten brother, yes. my man. Oh, yeah. And uh, fucking thank you for everything you've done. I know that you're working on the website for us and you've come up with some other stuff, which I will be getting to. I promise it's just got super yes. fucking stupid business. Dude, between the convention and now haunt season amping up, everything is flux for everyone right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the convention gave everybody COVID, so that was a yes. I was yeah. A I was gonna secretly show up to that because I have a night costume with like this really cool Viking skull mask. I was gonna try and show up and just fuck with you guys and leave, but I ended up getting held up, and now I'm kind of glad I did because. Right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you saved well, as we always say to everybody on here, Raz, stay rotten and keep doing what you do, brother. Yes, yeah, stay oh, yeah. rotten. Always. Much love, Raz. It was so great talking to Raz tonight. It was just a wonderful episode. I agree. Uh, uh, nice to hear about his expertise in haunting and writing and all of his... Yes, oh my God. Yes, All I'm of his sorry. background stuff. I mean, he's just a phenomenal had a dude. Definitely. And Grim had happy. a seizure. Grim was happy. Yay, we're all happy. Anyway, stay rotten. Stay, stay rotten. rotten.